Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. I'm about to start writing week, February 2020. What's that, you ask? It's my week every month this year where I retreat from parts of the world and write a book. Yeah, you heard that right. A book. A whole book this week. And this week, I'm writing Understand Me Now, and that's an order. Communication for relationships, including ethical non-monogamy, kink, and BDSM. So when I popped into my writing prompt for the day, and it was about communication, I felt justified in my writing and recording today as adding to my overall word count, even before I begin. So, here goes. Communication is, too, the most important part of a relationship. About six months ago, I wrote, communication is not the most important part of a relationship, kinky or otherwise. And I said that appreciation is. Of course, there were people who agreed with me and people who didn't. Some who agreed that communication was not the most important thing, but didn't think that that thing was appreciation. And I love that. I love that people don't agree and that they take the time to explain their reasoning. I learned from this. And as you can guess today, I'm going to present a different viewpoint. In my previous writing, I said that without appreciation, there would be no point for a relationship to be at all. No point in communicating. In this piece, I'll talk about the relationship you already have, be it love or friendship, co-worker or service provider and client, and how communication affects every aspect of it in two ways, natural communication and conscientious communication. Natural communication. Throughout our lives, most of our communication is natural communication, the type of communicating we do when we're not thinking about our communication. It's sort of a default setting to our communication a base level to which we return easily at any time. It's our nature. Not nature in the sense that it never changes. It does, sometimes drastically, throughout our lives. Nature in the sense that it represents who we are and how we communicate now. I'd estimate that this makes up 98 to 99% of our daily lives, unless we are in high communication fields of study or careers like sales, writing, psychology, etc. Even so, much of our study and work will become more natural as we go through life, even when it was once very much a conscious effort. Like going from conscious incompetence to unconscious competence to make room for new learning and ways to speak. Conscientious communication Conscientious communication is what happens when we think about speaking. Not just what we want to say, but how we want to say it. A couple of examples from my book Dating Kinky about writing profiles. Instead of, I like board games, try something like, I'm a rock star at games, especially Monopoly, Werewolf, and Exploding Kittens. This puts more personality, you know, more you into the profile. Or to look at something that might be considered a negative by some, instead of, I hate running, try something like, 
I run like an asthmatic sloth. Don't ask me to race with you, but hiking in nature is always fun and I can go for hours. Or, I'm 38, 28, 43, definitely curvy. Some might call me fat even. I rock this body and love my physical strength and the way I look in tight skirts. My best partner will too. Of course, we also use this type of communication when we are trying to say something awkward or negative to a friend, hopefully, or a loved one, or when we're writing a dicey email to the boss. And it makes up a small percentage of most of our lives. Even those who communicate conscientiously as part of their work will still only add up to maybe 10%. Because again, even that kind of careful speech becomes ingrained habit, and we create toolboxes of shortcuts and this worked previously scenarios so we can reduce mental workflow. So with these two types of communication, there are three things to remember. One, choosing to conscientiously communicate changes the communication. For good or ill, it changes what is being said and how, which will impact the communication and the results. And in some cases, what we are trying to say oh so carefully will conflict with our natural forms of communication. Two, there are often times when one person is communicating naturally and the other is choosing to communicate conscientiously, or they may be required to. For example, a customer service representative may have to choose their words carefully while a Karen screams at them to get their manager without necessarily thinking about what they are saying or the impact. Three, if your natural communication styles are not compatible with another person, you will likely feel increasingly uncomfortable around them. This discomfort may take many forms. Slight depression, feelings of awkwardness or unworthiness, irritability, disgust, dis-ease, fear, and so on, which can be hard to pinpoint the reason for. And depending on whether you blame yourself or the other person, or simply recognize the issue as one that does not require blame, but just is, might make you work harder to earn their approval, make you act cruelly, or make you sad. Many people whose natural communication fits well with your own are those who immediately make you feel at ease and like you've known them forever. It's not just what they say, it's how they say it often down to the vocabulary, grammar, and spelling markers, tone of voice, and if you are in person, their body language. If your conscientious communication is not a match, that will be less of an issue. Well, at least if you have appreciation for your partner and wish to bridge the gap. Over time in romantic relationships, this can be built upon, and you may see it growing together, intertwining over time and creating even closer natural communication styles while making conscientious communication more effective as well. Of course, it may not. You may never meet eye to eye that way, but you may not need to as much if your natural communication styles work. You may rarely have the need for huge knockdown, drag out, verbal of course, fights with each other and your natural bonds may keep you together. Without those natural communication similarities though, You'll probably pick at each other constantly, find small things to argue about, and rarely even know what you're fighting about, just that you're angry.
and that will destroy what you hope to build, one word at a time. Thank you for joining me today. I welcome your thoughts or questions. Just send me a voice message with feedback. And please do join me at datingkinky.com. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.